Hello and welcome to another adventurous ride of Tea with Tammy. This is episode 123. And side note before we start, you local, small, black ass businesses who think that you can take my money, not send me my product, then give me attitude when I address said issues in getting my product, then think I'm going to get on my own platform and play nice with you all. You got another thing coming. Not today. Not to fucking day. Awkward beginnings. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just frustrated because all I all I want to do is support my local small black ass businesses, right? And when I feel like I am being intentionally targeted to receive bad customer service and to be played with, I have an issue. Now I understand COVID is a thing. I understand accidents happen and we are all human and we are not perfect. But again, when I feel like things are being intentionally done due to the name attached to the order, my name, Tamara Johnson, that's when I feel like we are now playing hardball. And man, I brought my bat today. I brought my bat. I brought my mitts. <laughs> my, like I've, I'm suited. I'm suited for this because you're not going to play me like a fool. Listen, I don't care who you're dating. I don't care how much money your parents have. If you start your own business and I order from you, I'm expecting you to uphold the same professionalism that you did with everyone else. So what? I may have critiqued a rapper or two that you disagree with. So what? I may have brought some things that were in the dark to light when you asked me. So fucking what? You're running a business and I expect you to uphold professionalism like you do with everyone else. I'm not going to sit on here and bash another black person. That's not my, my MO. But what I am going to say is play with me. And I will play back and I will win. (laughs) And that will, that will spin into another conversation of just basically professionalism. I saw on my timeline this past week, True Kitchen. I saw the owner slash manager, whoever that was, scolding his patrons for twerking on furniture. I get it. You have this nice establishment. You're trying to uphold a a certain ambiance. You're trying to do things your way. And you have customers disrespecting you actively in your space while you're there. I get it. You want to correct it. But what you shouldn't do, true kitchen owner slash manager, is scold the entire restaurant and then make it seem like we aren't the right type of black to be in your space. I don't like that. I get that. I get that from one, the business that I was referring to at first with the merchandise or the product that I didn't receive. And I get that from True Kitchen. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like when my black businesses pander to uphold a a standard or expectation 
from like white people. I don't like it. I've watched, I've watched brands pander to white publications and white platforms like, oh yes, I just got featured in Vogue overseas. That's cool. But are those people overseas buying your product? Like we are here. Like we're championing you here. We're championing you. We are supporting you in your face. And yet you'd rather be featured or mentioned on a white ass platform. Same thing with True Kitchen. I get those vibes where like you're, you're playing our music. You're inviting us in the space, but then you want us to shut up and be quiet and then scold us. (laughs) when we aren't acting the way you want us to act. Granted, you're the owner. You get to say, do whatever, have your little rules, no bodysuits, no no slides, whatever dress code that True Kitchen has. But what you're not going to do is make my people feel less than for being themselves. Okay, no twerking. Tell that person who was twerking that there's no twerking. Don't yell at the entire restaurant and say, how am I supposed to have men in here respecting y'all if y'all won't respect yourselves? What? Now twerking is disrespecting myself? Now you're taking it too far. Now you sound like a coon. Now I feel like I need to act a certain way to be in your space. I don't like it. Moral of both stories is please uphold professionalism through every step of the way. Because not only are you going to turn off people from your products, from your brand, from shopping from you. Oh, but people like me are going to have think pieces, clubhouse rooms, podcast episodes dedicated (laughs) to correcting that ass. Okay. I'm sorry I had to get on my little soapbox and I'm sorry that I had to do it in the beginning of this podcast, but don't play with me or my money, especially when. All I want to do is support and I have no ill intent or malicious activity towards you. Okay, moving on. I mentioned it already briefly, but let's deepen. Let's deep dive into it. Clubhouse. Okay, we've talked about it a few times before about how it's a new social app where it's audio based, where it's chat rooms, but it's audio only. You can't see faces. You can only see profile pictures. And you have these live conversations where you can raise your hand and join the conversation um, and kind of ping your friends to join conversations as well if they're not on the app. And it's invite only. So you have to have Clubhouse to invite your homie um, or the next the next person who wants to join Clubhouse. And so recently, Clubhouse has been controlling my timeline. And so last week, I mentioned how I'm a Twitter reporter. This week, I'm a clubhouse reporter because my timeline, my trending topics have been based around conversations that have spawned from clubhouse, which is cool. That's great. But I want people to understand that clubhouse is just like any other thing. It's going to get saturated. There's going to be extremists. There's going to be people who are clickbaiting. There's going to be people who are there clout chasing. That That is happening in full effect <laughs> on Clubhouse. And it's leaving, okay, it's leaving a unique taste in my mouth. Not a bad taste, a unique taste. Because, okay, one, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart gets on Clubhouse and he enters a room where they're talking about if he's funny or not. And it just, it's spun. 
into just a horrible PR mess because they allowed people to just ask Kevin Hart questions. And, you know, that's what Clubhouse is about, networking, being able to be in rooms, um, virtual rooms that you would have never been invited to (laughs) if not this app existed. And now that we have these opportunities to speak to a Kevin Hart, we're asking personal questions. And here's another big piece of the fact that Clubhouse is like everything else that has clickbaiting and clout chasing and all those things. Clubhouse needs more moderators. And so if you are a person on Clubhouse trying to start a room, please ensure that you have the proper moderators and that you've planned this room ahead of time. Now, granted, we want to just have conversations and you want to start a room on the fly. Okay, so be it. But just know that if it does get to a certain audience um, number or if there's a certain type of person in your in your room, you're going to need a moderator or moderators. And that's what Kevin Hart needed in that moment because people got in their feelings. People were asking personal questions and it, it turned into Kevin Hart doesn't respect black women. Kevin Hart, you know, is sexualizing young women. It just, it turned into a lot of dangerous topics that weren't intended, nor I felt like were the time and place to discuss them. Same thing with Mulatto. Mulatto gets on Clubhouse. And of course, they're addressing her name and how it is a slur to some and how she should change her name. And, you know, it started all positive. Mulatto said that she might change her name to Big Lotto. Um, just to appease her, her audience because she doesn't want to disrespect the same people that she wants to entertain. Great. Perfect. I like that mulatto. But she then trailed off into a conversation saying that colorism doesn't exist. And it's just like, sis, what? Did you not hear the last episode of Tea with Tammy? <laughs> colorism certainly does exist. And your name probably s- is spawned from that. So sis, what? What are you talking about? And so it it was just a bad PR moment once again, where she didn't have the right people in the room, um, saying the right things. Um, and then most recently, now this artist was not on clubhouse, but it was a conversation about them, which just spun out of control with lots of people in the room, like, uh, Karen civil, DJ L Joe Budden. And that was a conversation around Jack Harlow's, um, cover art. He has released the cover art. His album drops, I believe, tomorrow. And on the cover is a mixture of a different ethnicity of children. So we've got like a Hispanic kid, got some black kids, some white kids. And they're asking or, you know, running up to Jack Harlow's car, asking for an autograph. You see him, he, you know, he's, he's looks dripped, dripped down to the gods. And you see sitting next to him is, um, a woman, but you only see her leg and it's a black leg or a brown leg. And people were like, what? Jack Harlow sitting next to a black woman alluding that he likes black women. How dare he? And people took that conversation to clubhouse to say that. Jack Harlow is, you know, giving this godlike imagery as if he's saving the hood and that he's got, you know, black honeys on his arm and he's just degrading us. And I feel like that clubhouse conversation was very, very harmful because it was very false in that depiction 
of the cover art. I didn't see what, what the harm was in the cover, in the cover art. And I feel like Clubhouse is giving, giving space to a lot of people who have just been dying to be mad at something and be heard because people are on the timeline every day complaining about something. It gets one like, it gets one retweet, whatever, right? But now Clubhouse, when you start a room, people are room hopping. Um, it's no secret that I do live streams and we do the same thing on live stream apps. We, we stream hop, we live hop, we hop from room to room. And so just like on Clubhouse, people do that. And so you can garner up a lot more listeners on Clubhouse can you, than you can on Twitter or Instagram, will you? If you post the same clickbaity type of complaint. And so I feel like it's just giving an opportunity to all those people who are just wanting to be heard for some nonsense, that space. There's tons of people who have been dying to write a think piece, who have been dying to write an open letter on the internet, but they know no one's going to read it. But now that Clubhouse is audio, oh, let let the games begin. And I feel like, like I mentioned two episodes ago, I hate to say it, but not everyone needs to be heard sometimes. You know what I mean? Not everyone's voice is important. It Some conversations don't call for you. Some of your hot takes are just weird takes and not, and have, they have no ground. It's pasta being thrown at the wall. And I feel like y'all, y'all killed Jack Harlow for no reason. And I didn't like it. His cover's nice. I'm not going to say it's my favorite cover of 2020, but stop reaching and stop being mad for the dumbest shit. <laughs> the dumbest shit. And that's all that Clubhouse is, not all, but that's what Clubhouse is allowing. I'm not saying that it's Clubhouse's fault. I'm saying that the platform allows for that to go on. And I don't know how I'm going to maneuver the app when it comes to stuff like that. It's hard to click on a room and t- determine if there's any substance in there or not. Um, it's kind of like, um, you just gotta find out and see. It's a trial and error app and it, it's frustrating, but it's when you find the right room and the right conversation, man, is it rewarding. And then to be a part of it, it's even more rewarding. I know I mentioned before that it's, it might be hectic to compete to have your, your voice heard, but when it is heard <laughs> in the right time for the right subject matter, it's, it's very enjoyable. So I'm not going to completely write off Clubhouse to being like this clout chasing app, but there's been some nonsense on, on the app lately. And if you're wondering on the Twitter timeline or Instagram feed, like where are these topics coming from? Like, why is this an issue all of a sudden? It's, it's probably Clubhouse. It came from that app. Um, so just to give you that heads up, but again, the, the key to having a good clubhouse room and a good clubhouse conversation is the moderators and just being on your shit on who is talking, who needs to be moved down to the audience. You know, are we turning off hand raising? Make sure you're leaving quietly. Just, just things like that. Make sure you're muting your mic. If you're not talking simple, just simple zoom etiquette that I'm sure that y'all have gotten used to over the past six to nine months. (laughs) Okay. Same shit needs to apply on clubhouse and stop acting so brand new when we want to, um, implement it or enforce it. Moving on. Okay. So last episode, we discussed my top five female R&B singers, Kiki Wyatt, Kelly Price, 
Marsha Ambrosius, Tamia in my fifth spot. It's a duo, but not really Brandy Monica. Honorable mention Whitney Houston. I love her, but I wasn't going to force her on my list because although she is a great singer, these other artists have been jammed way more in my my personal life than, than Whitney. This is my personal top five list. I'm not saying that this should be the list. Like this is the best R&B vocals ever. This is my personal list on what I grew up with and what I enjoy. And so same thing with my top male five R&B um, singers. Same thing. Usher, T-Pain, Avant, Miguel, and Chris Brown. That is my top five male R&B singers. Honorable mention has to go to Jamie Foxx and Charlie Wilson. I love them both. I love the vocals, but they don't have many songs that I would put on a playlist. So if someone was to ask me right now, hey, make me an R&B playlist, it will for sure have Usher, T-Pain, Avant, Miguel, and Chris Brown. I can't always say I'm going to work in a Jamie Foxx song or a Charlie Wilson song. And so that's what helped me form this top five list. Now, when I mentioned this list, it's kind of hard or it was hard to form this list because I, I mentioned Chris Brown and people know how I feel about R. Kelly and people compare Chris Brown to R. Kelly. And I think they're completely two different people. And I would never put R. Kelly on a playlist or a list where I'm just bigging him up or putting him as a top anything because I feel like R. Kelly has done a lot of disgusting, non-forgivable things. And, you know, there's people who would turn around and be like, well, what about Chris Brown? Don't be a hypocrite. And here's the difference for me, for me. You can still call me a hypocrite after I explain, but this is this is my take. Chris Brown has shown more effort to being reformed and rehabilitated, if that makes any sense. I feel like he has maybe not always been successful at those steps, but has at least taken steps to get better or take accountability or at least admit when he's wrong at times. It's not always all the time. He he is a he has been troubled in the past. I don't know where Chris Brown is mentally today. But we we know his history. We know that he's been through some things. And I also feel like he's done interviews. He's done documentaries where he has acknowledged the wrong that he's done. He has said what he has done to correct that. And he may relapse. He may go back to that that bad behavior. But then right after that, he's right back in a rehab or, you know, listening to different people around him to try and get back to a safe space. And I can't say that for R. Kelly at all. Like literally just what a year or two ago, he released a song, I admit it, I did it. And then had no remorse towards the, like the victims that he's had. He, he is still to this day going down and denying, you know, peeing on that girl. You're in the video. Come on, my nigga. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) And so the fact that he will go to his grave denying very obvious things and to have two seasons of like the the wrong and and the the bad shit that you've done nah i can't i can't get behind it i would rather much stand next to chris brown than r kelly and again 
I don't even think they should be compared. They've lived two different lives, two different resumes in history. But if we're going to talk about like who is canceled and who's not, R. Kelly is for sure canceled in my book and Chris Brown, I am still willing to listen to due to the fact that when I hear from him on a personal level, he sounds like he wants to do better. (laughs) Whereas when I hear from R. Kelly, he immediately plays the victim and then wants to turn things around and be mad at you. Remember the Gail interview? That was very toxic. That, that was a lot. So let's not act like, <laughs> like R. Kelly is like some sane saint. Okay. That man is crazy, nor does he want to take accountability for any of the things that he's done. Moving on. But again, okay. So my top five again, Usher, T-Pain, Avant, Chris Brown, Miguel. That's just me. But hey, I'm very curious to hear who is in your top five male slash female R&B singers list because I'm going to keep it a, keep it a thou wow. I love rap, right? But R&B though, it does something different to me. But okay. Um, really quickly, No Ceilings 3. I saw it while I was scrolling through YouTube, right? And I got excited. I was like, no ceilings three. Oh my gosh, right? Because I mentioned last episode that DJ Khaled was like teasing it and that my husband Drake was going to be on it. So I was like, oh yeah, for sure I need to listen to it. Saw the cover art, got excited, nostalgia washed over me. And then I pressed play and then I heard Wayne's voice and I was like, wait a minute, this is a Trump supporter. <laughs> And I was, I was instantly conflicted and I only listened to three songs. I I couldn't even make it through the project just because same thing with the R. Kelly conversation, not comparing R. Kelly to, to Lil Wayne or Lil Wayne to R. Kelly. But when my morals are just like, so in the front of my head, it's like blurring my vision to the bullshit that you have in front of me. I'm just, I'm just going to follow the right path and, and, and just look away because I can't disregard the coonery of supporting that man, Donald Trump, and then release the music and think that the culture is going to back it up. Like, what the? You almost had me because of the nostalgia. You almost had me, but I I had to turn it off. And I don't know how y'all feel about Wayne, but it's getting a little weird because he is supposed to be that guy. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be Jay-Z. Wayne and I can't even put him up there anymore because of the coonish like black lives don't matter racism doesn't exist now you're supporting Trump like my nigga Wayne act like the great that you are and stop just jumping out the window for a check because we all know he was supporting Trump for the check we already know Trump was shopping around checks to to rappers for support last minute and Wayne said yes I don't know how y'all feel about it but it leaves me not wanting to at least listen to No Ceilings 3 I don't know what my opinion will be the next Wayne drop but for now I'm good on him and then really quickly Pornhub released a Christmas album and I like it (laughs) it's weird to even say but man what 
what had it on my radar is that I follow Ken the Man on Instagram and she is a female Houston rapper putting it down for Texas and I love her. And so when she started promoting this Pornhub album, I was like, what is this? And then I click on the track list and it's Young M.A., it's Ruby Rose, it's ASAP Ferg. I'm like, hell yes, gotta press play. And it was enjoyable. It was fun. Now it is some nonsense. It is nasty. It's inappropriate. It's ratchet. It's by Pornhub. But just know that it's fun. I think it's worth, worth the listen. And it's, it's nice to see, um, <laughs> people do something different. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, last topic I want to discuss is support again, local, small, black ass businesses. I'm going to post, um, four businesses that I've recently shopped from. I'll post another four next week. And I just want you all to just get in the habit of shopping online, shopping small, shopping local and shopping black. And I was able to find some really good sales, one even 80% off. 80%? Like who does that? So I'm going to put y'all on to some of these businesses that sell a lot of different things. One business sells art. Another sells shirts, hats, totes. Another one sells like cosmetic stuff or like, you know, lip gloss or like face masks. It's just some really good businesses out there. And I want to be able to share my testimonies (laughs) of how great these businesses have been to me, despite some bad apples in the bunch, as we already discussed at the, the beginning of this podcast. But with that being said, next episode will be the last Tea with Tammy episode of the year. But just know that after that, there will be some type of end of the year wrap up. And so next episode is the last regular episode, but then we'll have one more where We're talking about our top five albums, our top five artists for the year, top five moments of the year. And I can't wait to have those conversations because although they're very basic and cliche and everyone else talks about them, when you come to Tea with Tammy, you're going to get a different perspective and a different list. And so just know that when you come um, on that episode of the wrap up special, you're not going to hear that Meg Thee Stallion and Lil Baby are in my top five albums of the year. Granted, they're great artists. I love them. They put on for the culture, but you're going to get a different list when you come here. And so hopefully you join for that conversation. Follow Tea with Tammy on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, all those streaming platforms. Follow Tea with Tammy on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hey, I'm even on Clubhouse now. Follow me there. (laughs) And until next time, keep your foot on these niggas' necks if they are not sending you your product on time. Six to 21 business days? Fuck out of here with that bullshit-ass lie. (sighs) And sip some tea. (laughs) 